Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, we want to thank you for another blessed day. Lord, we ask you to be with us here tonight. Um, we uh, we don't have any kind of real clear uh, topic we've been, we've been discussing as we, we come into this, but Lord, um, so we're asking for your guidance. We're asking for you to uh, guide this conversation tonight. Lord, we ask that you um, just lay things on our heart um, that you want spoken. Uh, maybe there's somebody out there that you need them to hear something. Yes, Lord. Um, Lord, it, it might just be one of the three of us sitting here. <laughs> yes. Lord, so we we have to just rely on you um, for this one. We don't we don't come in with any kind of plan. We don't come in with any kind of Lord, we're just gonna we're just gonna lay this one for you and, and ask you to guide it. Um, mm. and we trust that you will. Um, Lord, so as we continue to be in this storm of this um uh, this virus, Lord, I just want to continue to have the same prayer. I want to pray for the people that are, are frustrated through this. I want to pray for the people who have been affected by this, who have lost their jobs. I want to pray for those people who have um, lost loved ones. I want to pray for those people who are just confused and scared right now. Lord, I want to pray for those people that are their anxiety is high. Lord, I also want to pray for those people who have come to know you because of this. Yes. Uh, Lord, we'll never know that number, and it's not important for us to, but I know that there are people who have come to you because of this, mm. and I want to pray for them. I want to pray for their their next few steps. Lord, I pray that you put people in their lives around them like you have us who are sitting here right now, a support group that helps them um, walk this out. Lord, we know whatever ends up happening during this um, pandemic, that you will get the glory. We pray that you continue to put people in our path that we can uh, witness to, that we can minister to, that we can um, disciple, that we can bring them to know you better. Lord, we thank you for all that you do. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast number 17, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministry. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and again, I'm joined in the World Headquarters studio mm. yes, by uh, Matt Hynas. From the southeastern part of FEMA Region 5. And once again, Adam Shine on the soundboard. Hello, all you cool cats out there. Yeah, there oh, he is. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, you didn't. We, 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 just, we just stopped watching Tiger King at home. <laughs> I, t- I can't. I, I never knew we'd have a Tiger King <laughs> reference on Castanet, but I here it wait. is. That's awesome. I watched a trailer for that, and that was enough for me. Oh, my. I, was out. I thought I was out, too, but then my wife sucked me in. <laughs> yeah. And it so, was a train wreck from there. So here's... here's um. Here's our conversation for tonight. Uh, we don't know exactly where it's going to go. Um, we've 
just had a 15-20 minute conversation beforehand. Uh, not sure if not sure if we were even going to hit record on this one. Um, but there's a few kind of topics that seem to come up, and and, and I think we just kind of kind of roll through it. Just so this this podcast is going to be more of just a general conversation. Just conversation through us, kind of working through some things that um, you know we thought maybe might be a topic at some time. Maybe we'll come back to these a little bit. Uh, but I kind of liked where the conversation was going before we hit record, and that's why I was like, okay, I, I think I think we I know where we can go because I didn't want it to go too far to where all we did all we're doing is is regurgitating a conversation we just had. Yep. So, um, for most of you probably don't know, um, when it comes time for the next podcast, we typically get a, you know, three of us, there's a, a text thread we have and, Hey, are we going to record tonight? Yeah. Um, yeah, are we going to record next, you know, next week, whatever. And it's, what's the topic? What are we going to talk about? Uh-huh. And there's been some times that I come <laughs> in here and I say, Hey, I got one. Yeah. And you guys don't know. Um, and there's times that we've talked about it beforehand, um, just kind of a main leading up to today, all all, the three of us were like, I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I mean, I'm still kind of fighting through the, the frustration of what's going on. So it's just kind of got me a little bit of a funk. Um, so just didn't really have anything. So in the, in the, in the conversation we were just having, I said, well, here's a couple topics that I've been thinking about that I've just been kind of wondering about. I thought that one topic was really good of, does the pepperoni go on top of the cheese on the pizza or under the cheese? (laughs) I think both. But we'll have, we'll talk about that on another podcast because we took a vote and that one didn't make the cut. Right. Now we did vote uh, a few weeks ago to having a, a pizza taste contest. Yeah, we can't wait for that one during a podcast. So I can't wait. Um, each one of us are going to bring a pizza from um, someplace other than here in Logan. Yep. And uh, so we're going to have to have that one on the but we'll we'll we'll, we'll schedule that one. Yeah. Um. So one of the things, one of the topics was. The anybody in scripture who came into contact with Christ, there was a change. Um, and sometimes it was a drastic change. Like if you look look at Paul and Peter, but sometimes it wasn't so drastic, like the rich young ruler. Who left, but um, he left disappointed. Right. Yeah. Uh, to tax collectors who sold all they had and gave away, uh, to uh, fishermen and tax collectors who dropped their livelihood. Yeah. To however you want to describe Mary Magdalene, um, to having multiple demons, to being set free. Uh, to a guy who's on the edge of a 
graveyard who's possessed by Legion. Mm. Um, it seemed to me, and, and I'm, I may have missed some, that when you come into contact with Christ, your life changed at some point. Even the rich young ruler, which is just speculation, but if you leave sad, then something has conv- something convicted yep. him to the point of knowing that the choice that he was making wasn't the right one, but he just couldn't let go of his worldly possessions. Uh, and, I mean, isn't that America? Yeah. I mean, Christians in America. I, and I, I may be taking a tangent already, so I apologize. But I, I like my car. I like my house. Um, you know, I could maybe say, well, I'm not you know, trying to hoard a whole bunch of money, but I'm not uh, generous with it like God wants to be generous with it, uh, according to the Acts 2 church. Um, but then I also wonder, because um, I'd like to say, well, if I was in a third world company or a third world uh, country and I was, you know, raised in a different place that uh, had different values and, and then I got to meet and interact with Christ there and, or meet with meet God there, would I still have other distractions? I may not have the wealth that we ha- I have in the U.S., but would my personality, my selfish, my sinful self, even knowing God and still growing, uh, learning new things and experiencing God in great ways, am I still going to get myself distracted even if I don't have the stuff of the U.S.? And I think maybe. Yes. I think, yeah. I think I would agree. My, you know, instead of me looking at cars, I may look at the, you know, built toy that the person to the left of me has that I don't, you know, just some little wooden thing or... Yeah you know, trying to find ways for other people to do the work that I'm supposed to be doing in my, you know, community that I'd be in just to be the lazy type of person I am. Well, Uh, you know, let me remind you, no matter where you are in the world, if you're a spirit-filled believer, you have an adversary who is roaming the earth, the Bible mm -hmm. says, looking for ways. He has been doing it since the beginning of, the Bible as we know mm-hmm. it, our beginning of time. I believe he existed before that time. Uh, that's another day and another show. But I believe from the very beginning, he knew what he wanted to do. And he has always been out to work against the plans of the Father. So whether you're here in America and you make half a million dollars a year, or you're in South America and you pick coffee beans, and you make an equivalent of $2,000 a year, the enemy is still working to keep you from coming closer to God or to even coming to knowing God in the first place. So when you were saying that, reminded me of a message I just listened to. He's smirking at me. That's worrisome. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Reminded me of a message I just listened to. No, the reason I'm smirking is because for me... I'll listen to a message and I'll hear something and I'm just like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But then like something like this comes up to where I'm able to reuse it. So again, just for people out there to know, I didn't look this up. I didn't know. I'm I'm taking this from another message that I listened to, but I smirk because I just kind of like, okay, so 
a lot of things I got from that, but I need to take that message I was taught and pass it on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot of us just believe that the message just comes from the pastor. Mm. The, it's the equipping of the saints. It's part of what we talked about last week. Oh, and this yeah. is very clear in Ephesians. So, uh, so anyway, that's what that's what the smirk was about. It's okay. But, Smirks are usually good in this podcast. Yeah. So, um, but it also goes into what you just said mm. that the the prince of this world is working on everybody. All right. So, a financial advisor named Ron Blue visited a rural village in Africa. He asked one of the villagers. What is the biggest problem in your village? He fully expected to hear about food shortage or lack of medical supplies. He was not prepared for the response he received. The man said, materialism. Mm. He explained, if a man had a mud hut, he wanted one made out of stone. If he had Mm. a thatched roof, he wanted one made out of tin. If he had one acre... He wanted to. Mm. Materialism yeah. doesn't just exist here in America. Mm. It's on full display here in America, yep. and it's in abundance here in America. But materialism is one way that builds pride, ego, envy, makes divide between people. And the prince of this world uses it, no matter, no matter if you're in a, a rural village in Africa... Or if you are in Logan, Ohio, I mean, he uses it to divide us from mm. the Father. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, when you were talking about that, no, and that's great. And th- so, would and you still awesome. have those feelings if you? Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah. And and that's where I think God was taking me, and which is awesome because you heard that that you know I would believe that came from God that went to that pastor that came to you that you were able to share with me and that we can have a conversation about it and be like yeah that makes sense now that just challenges me even more to overcome that or continue to overcome that but you know praise God that he uses these means to to interact with to let us interact with our fellow believers and yeah. and dig deeper because that's what we get to do now you know I mean think about it at no point in time in history has there ever been more messages available yep. for us, more books available, yep. more um, and trustworthy books, not just, I mean, good trustworthy <laughs> books. I'm going to leave it there. Um, there's never been a more availability for Scripture. Um, so many different translations, like... Never in history have we had this type of access. We had better been be taken advantage of it because mm. not only did these not only did the biblical time people not have if you wanted to live learn about scripture, you didn't just go to the local convenience store and buy yourself your own scrolls. Like that's not how it was. Mm. Even back 50 years ago, like, you didn't have the access that you have to it now. I mean, literally, every one of us can carry the Bible on our phone. We can every carry single... a room full of different versions on our phone. Yeah. I mean, um, so take advantage of it. 
Take advantage of it. I mean, I look, don't don't I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I mean, I'll probably listen to four to five different messages from four to five different pastors this week just to get a different perspective of um well, God's speaking into each yeah. of those pastors yeah. differently for the people that He's mm-hmm. put in front of Him, right. and being able to take advantage of that is you get to see what God is speaking through multiple different right. people, and that's a blessing that we have an opportunity to be able to use. So, well, if if we go to the subcategories of where we started, um, I, I just want to say I hope you all have had a chance to listen to episode sixteen. Uh, with Pastor Ron Grubb. Uh, I've listened to that episode three different times. Each time I pick out something new Mm -hmm. that I didn't get, whether it was here live when we recorded it or the other couple times. But if you haven't, please go back and do that. But one of the things that Grubby talked about in that message was that perhaps we're stepping through a doorway into a new age. Um, And Possibly in that new age will be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit onto unbelievers in Jesus. And in turn, we should be prepared, as Ron called, spiritual first responders. We should be prepared to respond when these people come and ask us questions. And so part of this where we're going tonight goes back to what you opened up with where Sean is saying, when people came to see Jesus, they either went away quiet and not following and disappointed, or they ran away telling everybody what Jesus did for them. So part of the, maybe a challenge we have, not just for you all listening, but for ourselves here, if we truly have had a run in with Jesus, the spirit of Jesus, and he's changed our life, whether it be with a miraculous healing or just with uh, a soft whisper and said, I forgive you. We should be telling people about him. It's not something that we should just put on a shelf. And then on Sundays, we bring it off the shelf and we take it out and hey, here's Jesus. And then Sunday evening, we put him back on the shelf again. And so we don't say this from a position of authority, from a position of we're smarter. We say this from a position of humility, uh, out of a position of love. Because God is challenging us in this time. Uh, I mean, he's challenging me specifically. I, You know, spending more time with him, I, you know, have been challenged, you know, to not wait till God gives me that nudge, hey, maybe you should go talk to the guy, but to seek out people to share the gospel with to instead of letting my wife go to the grocery store on Fridays while I'm home, you know, eating cookies or something, you know, Mm. probably cookies. uh, I go with her, but don't go with her to help her. I mean, obviously, you know, there's twofold. I can go and be a help to her, but then I can, I can seek people that, that, that God can put in front of me by me acting out and, courageously going out and saying, no, I know people need to hear Christ. I need to put myself into this world in a way that I can be utilized for that, not just wait for him to bring someone to me. Um, and there's been seasons in my life where I can do that, but he's really pushing me that this okay, it's time to take that next step. Let's make it more frequent. Let's, let's really push you into focusing your life on finding people to talk to 
God or talk to them about me. Well, you know, in last week's message, um, Castanet episode with Ron Grubb, Grubby mentioned, you know, we're going to be spiritual first responders. And so in this past Sunday's message at his church, it was basically part two of what does that concept look like? And he talked about, you know, some of the things that were going to help with that. But he really brought up a great point, and uh, I'll just share it with you guys. Um, And those who are listening, if you haven't, maybe you'll get a chuckle out of this like I did. But he talked about the fact of, can you imagine uh, first responders, EMS, paramedics, basic EMTs, um, LPNs, RNs going to school, they're going to nursing school, they're going to EMT school. And can you imagine a conversation going, can you believe we have to come here one day a week and listen to somebody teach for an hour? Can you believe that we're expected to open up our books and study them? And and I laughed as I heard it because I understood mm. exactly what he was saying. Because the people that he was mocking, he wasn't mocking students of nursing or EMTs. He was mocking the church. And he was doing it not... Grubby was mocking them lovingly, but he was pointing out the fact, that is us. I have many times complained to myself, oh man, I, I don't really have an hour and a half to go up here and listen to the message today. I got other <laughs> things that are more important. And I'm just being honest. Yeah. But think of the idiot. I mean, I'm an idiot. Why would I why would I say that? I've experienced Jesus. Why in the world would I say? And now that's the flesh. I, I, I can hear a, a pastor saying, that's the flesh in your son. Yes, you're right. It is. That is a sin nature inside of every one of us. But if I've truly experienced the King of Kings and I've been in his presence, and I'm in his presence, I need to be there. I want to be there. And so I appreciate Ron kind of in that mockery, if you would, it totally made sense. Here we are as Christians saying, I mean, I have to read my Bible every day? You mean I have to go and I have to listen to someone teach? Yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Because if you flip it back to where Grubby was going, if you were going to be a nurse, you were going to be a paramedic, and you want to be the best that you can be, then you're going to study. You're going to read. You're going to Go and listen to your teachers. You're going to go and ask your teachers questions when the, when the teaching time is over. You're going to do your own research on the side. You're going to read books. Nobody says, you know what? I'm going to go to nursing school, and I'm just going to suck at it, and maybe I'll kill somebody when I come out. Hmm. No, they go because they want to impact lives. Hmm. And so in that same sense, if that's where we are, if we have encountered Jesus, then we shouldn't have a problem going to school. We shouldn't have a problem coming under one study a week from our pastor. We shouldn't have a problem with opening up our Bible every day. I mean, that shouldn't even be a thought. But as you said earlier, we're so distracted is the American church. We are so distracted by just lives, but now all that's been put on hold for the most part what are we going to do about it when we come out of this? So, a couple of things on that. I believe that as a society, we have made busyness an idol. Think mm. about it. 
How do we answer a lot of things? How, how's things been going? Oh, busy. Because you, know, you don't want to say, eh, really, I've been doing nothing. I've just been napping all the time, and I don't really go to work. Like, we say it, even if we're not. Right. Mm. You know, hey, I, I sent you a text. I'll come in here, but oh, busy. You know, I didn't see you at church. Hey, I'm busy. Listen, hey, you didn't make it to group. D- I'm just busy. really quick, I got to say this because I got to get it off my chest. When I hear people say, hey, I didn't see your text. Listen, if it's most of my friends, I your phone is with you all the time like it is mine. Don't <laughs> tell me you didn't see my text. Yeah, just say I just, <laughs> yeah. I had something else going on. Yeah. But I mean, but we're busy. Busy. Yes. Um, and there's part of our society, and there's part of us, I believe, that we think that the busier we are, the more important we are. Right. Right? But this busyness mm-hmm. thing, we, we, we've... We've created this busyness in our lives to the fact of, hey, it's time to go um, spend some time with, uh, to fellowship with, you know, my, my brothers and sisters at, at church, or it's time to go fellowship with my brothers at group. Um, well, I'm t- too busy for that. Um, this time that we should want to go to church. Like and I I've listened to the mess or I've listened to the podcast a couple of times from last week. And in the the part where Grubby was talking about where the church has tried to convince people. Oh yeah, that's great. To come. And and and, mm-hmm. and and we do that. Uh we've done that at group. Yes. You should want to be at group. You should want to be at church, um, not as an obligation, um, but I think the busyness that we've created in life has made it so that we can make that comment to ourselves and feel justified as to why we don't need to go to church. Um, yeah, you may go to church and hear a message that you've heard five, six times before. You may end up hearing a message on a topic that you've done your own research on. Sometimes it's not about what you're going to get. Yep. Yeah. Sometime, maybe there's a conversation that the Lord wants you to have with someone there. My favorite Ron Grubb quote. I didn't mention it last week, but I'll mention it tonight. It's not about you. I can't tell Mm -hmm. how many times I've been in a message and I've gotten that just flat out reminder. It's not about you. Maybe it is, you're right, that you might go into church not being there because you need it, but because maybe a guest is going to be sitting behind you or in front of you. Or some teenagers. Or some teenagers (laughs) who might need an encouraging word from your experiences. But when you make the comment, I'm too busy, then who is it all about? Yep, it's all about you. And and I'm... All about me. You know, we're all guilty of this at this table, too. Um, or have been in the past, right? You know, and what we're saying is, man, there's something better. Get past this so that you can experience something better. Because even if you're there to speak into somebody else's life, kind of like we've discussed before, you know, that may change that person's life forever that day. And that may flourish into somebody who could just be on fire for God. And, you know, you get to see a little glimpse of what God's done through their life through you 
and that is an amazing experience. It's an amazing experience. Now, all the glory goes to God, but it's an amazing experience to see that little part on how God used you to, to, to reach somebody else. The other part, too, is, and Grubby hit on this with just a little bit last week, but this, this week's message, it's commitment. Commitment. We as Americans um, don't really know commitment. Uh, we don't just by just by our actions. Um, why is it easy to find an excuse not to go to church? You're not really committed. Why is it easy to find an excuse why not to come to group? You're not really committed. Why do you find an excuse to to not lose weight? You're not really committed. Listen, I'll go with what Ron <laughs> said last week. I don't need another person to tell me about losing weight. I don't need another book. My wife said, you know, I did okay, find here. that pretty funny. And here. I said, you're here. absolutely right. That was hilarious. <laughs> this is for you and all, everyone else. I was thinking about this. Hey, he's, I, I've po- been he's thinking pointing about to Matt, not me. Just yeah, so there's right fingers now. being pointed okay, at Okay, now folks. they're pointed at me too. <laughs> yeah, they're pointed at both of you and to Matt Miller. All right. <laughs> if I came over to your house... All right. I got muddy boots. I just walk through the house, take my jacket off, throw it wherever I want to, start going through your cabinets, get whatever kind of food I want, leave the plates around, half-eaten food, um, whatever, throw the trash behind the... I'd call you one of my kids. Right. <laughs> but honestly, what am I doing? Disrespect. Disrespecting mm. your house, right? Yeah. You were bought... With a price, yes. You are the the. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? You are not your own. Yeah. Mm. The Lord owns you, right? So, that being said, how we treat our bodies and what we put in our bodies isn't anything differently than me coming into your house and flipping your tables over and throwing mud everywhere and, and doing whatever I want because I'm disrespecting your house. And, and I know where you're going. I get it. I'm with you. But it doesn't have to be what you physically ingest in your body. Oh, no. No, no, no. It can be yeah. the music you listen to, the yeah. movies you watch, yep. all kind yep. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Conversations you have. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. But that's not where you came at me with. You came at me with food. Listen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm telling you this right now. The Holy Spirit is in me, and he likes bacon. He may. <laughs> Convince me otherwise. He may. But he may He may like a walk every once in a while, too. Oh. Not from the couch to the kitchen either. I was going to say. <laughs> Does that count? No, I get it, and I so, agree. Yeah, I mean. So it's commitment. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if if you want to get deeper in Scripture, then it's your commitment. And you can mm-hmm. look back over time and say, the reason that you ha- aren't is because of your lack of commitment. If you want to be more involved with your church, the reason you're not is because of your lack of commitment. If you want to be closer with your wife, with your kids, if you want to be better at work, it doesn't matter what it is. It all shows a layer of commitment. Mm. So your 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 walk is an example of your layer of commitment. Now, that being said, so 
I gave this as an analogy a little while ago. I'll change the names and all that stuff. So let's say, who's the who's the biggest movie star right now? Who's the most? No, no, no. Now that the documentary is going on, you and I grew up in that era. Let's say we went to church and Michael Jordan showed up and he gave a speech. You're 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 young, but you know Mike you know oh, Michael yeah. Jordan? Okay. The original yep. twenty three, yep. not this LeBron stuff. That's right. Right. So let's say Michael Jordan yep. um is comes Dennis, in. Is Dennis Robin with him? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay. Just Michael. Okay. Maybe 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 his his sidekick, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I remember right? Scotty. Yeah, oh yeah. Thirty three. They come in, they give a speech. They just talk about their commitment to their craft that they gave for so many years that put them to the level there. So that, that's the speech they're going to get. Doubles. Doubles. Yeah. So at the end of it, because nobody was announced, so let's say there were 250 people that were at your church, right? At the end of that, MJ wanted every single person to come up so he could shake their hand, introduce themselves, and then give you a $100 bill. How often and for how long would you talk about that with people? Would you tell that story to people? Unimaginable. I don't think you could count. You you would tell that story the rest of your life. Yep. Yeah. All the time. Yep. And 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 for people who aren't Michael Jordan fan, substitute him with whoever is Trump. If it's a musician, if Obama, it's a politician, if Bill it's a Clinton, actor, if it's whoever. Tom Hanks. Yeah. You would talk about that forever. Yes. But they didn't save your life. They didn't go to a cross for you. Mm. So to go back to when Christ comes in contact with people, he changes their lives. Just the same as if MJ came in contact with you, it wouldn't change your life as a fact of going to heaven or hell. It would change your life as a fact of, listen, I got a story to tell you. Yeah. Mm. Right? That same type of thing. So, but do we? Mm. Here's another one. Let's say a friend of the family, someone passes away. All right, and you're right across the street here at Robert's Funeral Home. And and while the big line is there and you go through and you say, you know, you 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 say your your goodbyes and you talk to the family. Um let's say that person just sits up mm. out of the casket and gets up and talks to everybody. And walks out. Would you tell that story again? Probably even more than the Michael Jordan story. Yes. But as the three of us are sitting here, that's what we 100% believe happened, yep. right? Yes. Is our commitment to tell that story where it should be? Mm. No. Mm -mm. So if we have this outpouring of the Holy Spirit... 
which is part of what Ron, Ron talked about last week on unbelievers, we need to be committed to tell this story, the story that, that we 100% believe. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why thousands and thousands of people, millions of people over time have died. That's why 2,000 years later we still are sitting here um, because we believe this happened. You know, you, you bring this up. Um, I had a conversation with uh, Miller uh, before I left to come down here, and he'd been talking to one of our brothers who'd been going through some stuff. And, and uh, you know, we we got to the conversation of we're all getting off this rock, uh, some sooner than others. But when we stand before him, the question will be, what did you do with my son? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, how much is in your bank account? Did you have a 401k? Um, did you reach the pinnacle of your career? Um, you know, did you get all the cars that you wanted? That's to me, folks. If you don't know, I love cars. So I'm preaching to myself there. Um, it is simply going to be, what did you do with the son? What did you do with Jesus? First and foremost, that question will be asked on a personal basis. Did you profess with your mouth that Jesus was Lord? That's the first and foremost question. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, congratulations. Praise God. You can enter, but there will be another meeting there in heaven mm. where it's talked about what did you do for the son? And so what you're basically talking about tonight, what we're talking about, again, we say this out of love. We don't say this from from a lofty place that we sit. We we say this humbly as we're preaching to ourselves. Yeah. If he means that much to us, if he's done that much for us, why aren't we talking about him? Why aren't we sharing him? And I'm not talking about sharing him with other believers. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're talking about your neighbor across the street. We're talking about the person who's, whose desk sits across from you at work. I mean, I, I hate it, like, because I started a new job, and um, I've, I'm fairly confident that I'm probably the only person there who's a believer. Mm. So, mm. so now I know why I got the job. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got work to do. But, like... I hate it when you hear the GDs and the JCs, mm. you know, that are dropped, and you just want to say, "What does he have to do with it?" Like, like seriously, like why don't you? Uh, why don't you ever damn Buddha, right? Or Muhammad, damn, right? You know, why is it always the yeah. GD? But you, know, but, but you know, I keep my mouth shut. Don't want to, you know. And 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 these are things that can open door. But mm. I'm just as bad as anybody else. You know, you have your good days, you have your bad days. But I have these times when I'm like, man, there there are times when I think, shouldn't shouldn't my life look different? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's the one. If you... If you believe that you're in a relationship with Christ, 
because I think it's a dangerous place for people to think that they're where they that they're in a comfortable place and they're not. I mean, that's when Christ said, um, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Oh Lord, I prophesied in your name, like, like we knew. Like I went to church, and no, depart from me, I didn't know you. That was said to people who thought that they knew him. And there's going to be many people that are in this generation that's going to be the same. And that was one of those those pieces of Scripture that really kind of haunted me for a while. Um, so you have to go back and look at some type of evidence, fruit, right? So if you look back and see pre-Jesus and post-Jesus, and you see no difference... I have to ask the question, mm. Have do you really know him? And let me take that one farther, because, of course, I come from a background, you know, I believed in and knew Jesus from a young age, 10. Mm-hmm. And it, there, there's still fruit to be found through my walk, you know. Mm-hmm. There was a poignant time when I got kicked out of college, because <laughs> I didn't have the commitment to study. <laughs> there's that commitment piece. Yep. Um, it's like, okay, more things clicked, more, you know, there is a greater relationship that came out of that with God. Um, you know, the, there's a time where I got worship at a deeper level, leading worship, you know, um, and there's fruit that I can see in my past, you know, the peace that I had when my wife was very ill and in, in the hospital for uh, over a month, um, you know. There is opportunity to see that in someone who's believed in God from a very early age as well, too. Um, that's why I'm thankful that we have different backgrounds all sitting here because, you know, just because you, well, I've known God since I was a kid, like there should still be fruit that backs that up, mm-hmm. and there should still should be experiences, um, and and that's you know just because I don't have a great meeting Jesus story like you do, Sean, I have great stories that I've been through in my walk with God that leads into part of my testimony to share with other people. Um, right. I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, that would be Peter and Nicodemus. Mm. All right. Yeah. So one lived a, you know, kind of a rougher life. So like you can look and see, you know, a drastic kind of flip. Another one, you know, was a religious leader. So, I mean, you can kind of see that flip there, but it's not as, I mean, it wasn't it's not like, as drastic. Right. It wasn't like he was hanging out in bars and right. getting in fights and gambling, things like that. And you look at Peter and it was, you know, I mean, so you have it, but there's still, you know, a fig tree is still going to produce figs. Yep. All right. So some may produce uh, it's still going to it's still going to produce it. Yep. So Absolutely. Sometimes it's more drastic, sometimes it's not, but again, unless I'm missing someone in scripture, I don't know of anybody who came into contact with Christ and had zero change on anything. Mm. Now, again, it, scripture doesn't depict every single day of his, uh, you know, but what we have to go on. Like, do you know, because there's some people who are like Paul, huge change. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And there's others like, I mean, even 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 the 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 lame at the pool of Bethesda, all right. He was healed, all right, but didn't become a believer. So he was still changed, though. Yes. Um. The. The woman caught, caught in adultery. Um, I mean, we didn't hear anything more. I mean, is she? Did she follow him? Did she? I don't. She was changed from that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mary Magdalene. It, 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 anybody they came and he came into contact with, even the Pharisees. They were changed. The fact of their anger grew, their jealousy grew. Everybody mm-hmm. who came into contact with him. Had some type of change, and and that's, I, I guess that's the question. Where is your? What is your change? Yeah, Have I you? mean, people should be able to recognize Christ in you fairly quickly, right. because the change that you've gone through is created you a different person. Whether they knew me before that or not we should look drastically different than what's around us. Unfortunately, uh, so a lot of times I don't. Yeah, and and there's times when, man, I can just blend into the world like everybody else. Mm, yeah. I mean, there, there really is, you know. Uh, um, you know, and, and I need to be more purposed about that. I need to be more, you know, committed to, you know, here's my belief and here's where, you know, but there's those times when um, it's easy to follow the crowd. It's yeah. comfortable, uh, and going back to you, Matt, uh, when we were talking about you know, you know, what did you do for me? Um, what did you do for my son in, in, in your in your life on Earth? Um, and I'm going to share this question because I ask it myself. You know, if we were to die right now, or anybody listening, if you were to die right now, would you be embarrassed? Mm. I would. I mean, I've I've got some great stories, uh, stuff that God was able to do through me, but I don't think I have enough to justify the amount of life that I've lived here as a Christian. Yeah, and I and and I think you can. I mean, you can kind of run that one for a while. I mean, you can always say I could have done better. Could I mean, everybody? We always could. That. We're never right. going to succeed, right? Um, but but there's different levels of that. I mean, there absolutely. Is. I mean, there's. Um, I mean, Billy Graham. Uh, who what well, two point eight million people something crazy like that that, that I, I think I heard one I'm sure he could have said I I, I could have done more you know there were still some unreached out there um, yeah but and I want to I want to I wouldn't expect anybody to burden themselves with that when I say ask that question ask that question say hey this is an opportunity to just do a little bit better. Just yeah. use it as an encouragement, not as a depression right. or a depressive thought or concept. It's hmm, no, but I, I qu- might not be ready to go to because I got more to do. Yeah, not to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, can I have done more? Do you want me to do more? Like, where do you want? Um, and that's a whole other way we can go about the Holy Spirit. But I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, and, I think and, we've already gotten. And I feel, I feel I got to say this before we wrap up. If you don't know him, L.A. Marzulli, one of my friends, 
I uh, love to read some of his stuff. That's his famous saying. If you think you know him, you don't you know don't. him. Mm. If you're listening and you can honestly say in your heart, I don't know Jesus is my Savior, there's no better time than right now. Amen. Like, this is it. Wherever it is you're listening to this podcast, simple conversation. If you profess with your mouth, if you ask him, Lord, come into my life, I recognize you as my Savior. I recognize you as the Son of God who came to earth in the flesh. You died for my sin. You you arose from the grave. You conquered death. You ascended to heaven mm. to make a place for me. And I recognize that. I want you to come into my life. I want to change my life and follow you. If you said that and you honestly believed it in your heart, congratulations. You've just become a new believer. You've just become new born again spiritually, and your name is written in the book of life. If you'd like to talk to us more about that, if you have some questions about that, you can reach out to any of us, um, outoftheboatministry.com, we're on Facebook. Go to your neighbor, go to people you might know who are believers, and, and ask them, say, hey, you know what, I've got some questions. There's no better time than right now and let me to come into that confirm that you know if it's not us that you reach out to you know we could you know it's not for our benefit if you do but it's for encouragement if you find somebody else that's great too you need to be able to share that it is an amazing time uh and it's an amazing moment in your life uh there'll be people that will be able to uh have excitement with you and and you need that and you need that in your life if you've made that decision now yeah if 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 you don't know them, there's no better time. You're not promised tomorrow. Um, you know, you, you could be killed in a car crash going home from work tonight. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And trust me, the more the more time you put it off, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, just like most of the honeydew chores that I do, <laughs> you don't get to them. Second that. You don't get to them. <laughs> so... Put serious into consideration uh, if that's you. If you're listening, we're glad you're listening. Please know this. We want you to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior more than anything. This whole podcast, everyone that we've done, the money that we've put into the equipment to do it, um, we've all done it because we want you to know Jesus on a personal level. On top of that, we want the people who know Jesus take this journey with us yes. to know Him better and better and better and have more experiences and more opportunities to share. Uh, that's what we're here for on this earth. And, you know, we're just here to share that journey with you. I just want to say, um, before we wrap it up, um, I'll turn it over to you guys after this, but uh, the encouragement, if you're listening to this podcast, put yourself back in school, spiritual first responders, mm -hmm. If that is going to happen, and I've heard from some people since last week's podcast that, that either they have seen it personally happen or they are hearing stories of it happening with their coworkers or people that they know that unbelievers are coming to them saying, tell me about Jesus or I have a question about mm. the Bible. Um, we have got to get in the books, just like these people who are going to nursing school, who are going to paramedic school, or who are already are nurses and who are already are paramedics. They want to keep up on what's new. Mm -hmm. get into the Bible, get into prayer time with God, get into a church, get into 
um, a, a pastor uh, who that you can learn from, and in turn take all that to the Father to say, okay, Lord, how can I be better with these things that I'm learning? And will you put people in front of me so that I can share you? Amen. I thought one of the one of the stories that that or one of the things that Ron said. Uh, I don't remember if it was during the podcast or during, but it, he said, imagine you got in a car crash and the first person that shows up, shows up and says, you know what? I, I saw a couple things on, on YouTube. I, I read a couple books. I think I know what, I mean, that would be the same. So would you want somebody spiritually to show up that way? I mean, would you want to, show up that way for somebody spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that was just one of the things that kind of really jumped out to me. Um, mm-hmm. So as we wrap up, um, you know, this was just kind of a um, a conversation type thing. Um, it wasn't a, a overly planned out kind of talk. Um, there, you know, there were some things that we, we kind of worked through a little bit at the beginning, but I, I enjoy these kind of podcasts too, cause I enjoy the kind of, you know, talking things out. Um, but for any of you out there who are wondering where you're at, um, wondering if your contact with Jesus has changed you, um, go to the father don't don't allow the Father to change you into who you think you should be. Mm. Allow the Father to change you into who He created you to be. Yeah, amen. And there's times when we get in the way. Yeah. There's times when we get in the way. And there was one thing from the story of um, the water to wine, the wedding in Cana, that I think was is probably the the most important thing that Mary said and out of all scripture when he looked at when she looked at the servants and said whatever he tells you to do you do hmm. mm-hmm. so with that you want to close us up in prayer adam absolutely let's bow our heads heavenly father i i thank you for this time tonight that we were able to spend just in a conversation about how we can be better stewards of the gifts that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for my brothers here tonight. I thank you for uh, their eagerness to, to converse about you, to share stories about you, and to share those with, with uh, the world, essentially. Lord, I pray that the words that were spoke tonight was glorifying to you, and I pray that they can be utilized for your glory, but utilized for people to come to know you or come to have a deeper relationship with you. Lord, I pray that we continue to take this time uh, with this coronavirus in stride and use it to focus on you even more. Lord, I pray as we go out that you protect us and protect everybody that's listening. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan. Or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.